if I have my uh of course. Of course. <laughs> my water, my lime water. Some it's gotta have some hydration. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Okay, great. So this is Jamal Ali of African Diaspora Going Home Show, where it's all about inspiration, information, ideas, and resources that motivates the listener to go back home to Africa. Today we have with us a special guest. She is the Executive Secretary of Invest, Executive Secretary of Communication at Invest Relocate Africa. She is also the creator and owner of Needles and Nourishment. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome to the show Ms. Phoenix Rain. Phoenix, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. It's a beautiful day. Hello, 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 everybody. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, listen, as I said, I know you're a, a busy woman, so we're just going to jump right in and, and get on down to the juicy stuff. Is that okay? Okay, let's do it. So, so tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself, your, your background, where you went to high school, family, Matt, uh, all, that, all that kind of jazz. Okay. Um, born and raised in Columbia, South Carolina. Grew up in the South. Um, military brat. My, my father was a Vietnam War vet. Mm -hmm. um, also uh, an architect. Um, opened the first Black-owned architectural firm in the state of South Carolina. Wow. Um, and so um, both my, my father and my mother were educators. My mother was a drug and alcohol abuse counselor in um, the federal prison system. Okay. Um, and that segued into more counseling and now she is um, a pastor. Okay. Which is very much in keeping with, um, you know, with that, that sort of uh, line of work. Um, so, uh, my brother, I'm one of two, um, siblings and, uh, my brother lives in Atlanta. He's uh, a real estate guy, his, his wife, he and his, his family are in Atlanta and we grew up really close, close knit and we still are as mm -hmm. adults. So, um, we communicate fairly regularly. We do business together. We, you know, do all those things and kind of encourage um, each other at the different stages of our life. I am by trade um, a designer. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm sort of the creative one, if you will, um, of the family um, and have sort of taken my dad sort of architectural sensibilities, but my medium tends to be more fabric instead of buildings. Yeah. Um, and so I design clothing and make products and um, develop things. Okay. okay. I kind of have to say it that way because <laughs> um, my experience has been vast of, across different sorts of things depending on where I was in, in a particular place and time in life. Okay. Um, but the, the principles remain the same. And so pretty much what I do is, um, see a vision of something and help it to be whether it's my thing or someone else's thing um if it's time for it to come to life i kind of facilitate making that happen and connecting the dots and um getting that thing ready to operate autonomously of me mm -hmm. so that it can be released to whomever is supposed to handle it next right right, right. um and help it grow 
and I can be free to move on to whatever the next thing is that I'm supposed to handle. So mm -hmm. that's kind of it in a nutshell. It changes from being in the corporate world to being a freelancer, to being an artist, to being ex an executive assistant. It looks very different in different manifestations, but pretty much it is developing a concept and taking it to implementation and then handing it off to whatever its next phase is. That's kind of what I do. Beautiful. So even though you have the, the, the different, um, you're wearing the different hats, the principle of what you're doing is basically the same. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. So it sounds like, you know, the, just the being around your dad and all he did and, and mom and all that they did that you have this discipline and you have this entrepreneurial spirit and I can hear some intelligence in there and creativity, all of that. So uh, mom and dad was a great impact on your life, no doubt. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it, you know, although we kind of were what I'd say a typical family, I learned, I'm learning more as I mature that maybe we weren't so typical um, after all, as I thought, because there are definitely some things that were very common in my house that don't seem to be um, common across the board. And that's not necessarily judgment. It's just that um, it definitely drives how I operate. Um, we had a clear standard in my house. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my dad was, um, my dad was ex-military and we kind of affectionately called my mom the Gestapo, right? <laughs> um, and so we were raised with a standard that said, do it. So we had responsibility, right? Do it. Yes. yes do it right mm -hmm. and do it right the first time. Mm. Beautiful. Period. Period. Right? You mm -hmm. were allowed to explore as many things as you wanted to explore. We had free opportunity to, to be adventurous and to try things and all of that. What you were not allowed to do was to be substandard in anything. So if you were going to do it, you were going to do it well, and you were going to do it accurately, which meant you needed to study and you needed to be at the top of your game if that's what you're gonna do. You can decide that you don't wanna do that anymore, but you don't get to decide to suck at it. Right. <laughs> I, love, I love that standard. I love that standard and you know, for me, uh, I can see how many more families could benefit for that type of standard because we all know some people in our neighborhood that didn't have that kind of standard, right? Right. Uh, so uh, it's, it has served you well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, Thank you. Yes. So now looking back on all of that, is there anything uh, you would have done differently or you wish your parents had done differently? Uh, what, what does that look like looking back? Um, you know, I think that um, I wish I had traveled further sooner. Okay. Younger in life, I fully believe that all young people should travel outside of wherever they live. Go someplace different just because mm -hmm. it's different. The roads run two ways. So you, even if you don't like it, you can always come back, mm -hmm. right? And we were a road trip family, so I was never afraid to go. 
but because we were a road trip family, I can't say that my parents necessarily did it to me, except that I never really considered fully um, leaving the road and getting on a plane sooner. Mm. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I always was kind of that free spirit, but my, but it was always driven by where I could drive. Right. And I'll drive anywhere. Okay. Um, but for some reason it just never kind of was a burning, um, desire to get on a plane and go outside of the boundaries that I knew in terms <laughs> of the continent. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, and you that's know, a whole different, that's a whole big conversation there. <laughs> we'll have to have it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I love that, that phrase that you use there. And I think this is something that the audience can definitely I want them to take this in as well. When you said the road goes two ways, it leads yes. two ways, right? Yes. You can go and you can come in either direction. Yes. You see? And so I think the important thing is just get on the road and go. Yeah, just 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 do it. Just get out there and, and just do it, you know? Um, because it's an experience and you can decide that you don't like something, or maybe that's not, we have to stop equating change with failure, right? Because mm -hmm. I can go somewhere and it might seem attractive and then I get there and feel like, oh, you know what? I don't exactly know if this is the right fit for me. It doesn't necessarily mean the place is bad or right. that I made the wrong move or any of that. It just might mean that I haven't found the place that sort of fits my groove. It's just like shopping for a neighborhood here, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so whenever I've made a move, I typically usually would like to um, go a little bit and kind of feel the vibe and, you know, sit certain places and just see what it feels like to know okay. if that's where I will fit. I've had to do that a little more via video this time around mm -hmm. um, because this is certainly not a move I could drive to. Right. But um same sort of concept, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now, out of 54 countries in Africa, why the Gambia? <laughs> uh, well, okay, so um, I am making the move um, as a solo female traveler. So, um, that, to me, carries with it certain considerations. Um, I initially, as a lot of people, because of all the things that we were seeing in the media and all of the popularity of the year of return, I started first looking at Ghana. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm sort of a down-the-rabbit-hole kind of person. So the more I um, researched and understood about Ghana, um, as much as it felt attractive to me, it also felt very, very big, very um, overwhelming in a way that I wasn't sure I was ready to tackle as a single female, not yet having any connection on the continent, right? Yes. Yes. And so I thought, maybe that's not completely wise. I'm not going to be able to pitch my family on that one. 
right? Mm -hmm. right. So let me see something. Let me con continue looking at something that feels a little bit more doable. And um, through the, the joy of YouTube, um, I found so many people posting content about the Gambia and it being English speaking and an easy transition. It's a lot smaller. So on one hand, while some people might consider that sort of like the country, I'm a Southern chick, so I'm not afraid of the country, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I love the city. I grew up in the city, but I grew up in a Southern city. So it was very adjacent to the country, right? Yes, yes. And, you know, so I'm not, um, I felt like it was appropriate to at least develop a home base in some place that felt um, even initially more familiar. Mm -hmm. um, the more I saw about the Gambia, it even appeared to me a lot more like what I know about coastal South Carolina and um, the people and the, and the community and the energy. And so it just felt like a place that I could feel comfortable um, acclimating into rather smoothly mm -hmm. on both sides of things. Me not feeling so oddball and me not behaving so oddball so that I'm easily welcomed, right? Okay. Because okay. things feel very much like kind of what I'm used to. Okay, okay. I love that answer. <laughs> so, you know, Ghana is, uh, I think everybody, it, it seems to get more, um, airtime, if you will, uh, more recognition than, than the other countries. And then the idea that they actually made the move, the government came out and made the move, say, hey, this is the year of return. It was a beautiful thing, I think, and it mm -hmm. really put them on the map, even though people have been going to Ghana for a number of years, but that did something special. But it also uh, has people looking at other places as well. Right. right. Yep. So now, um, once there, we know that you'll be busy with uh, invest, relocate, but how do you see needles and nourishment fitting into the grand scheme of things? Um, well, I think that um, invest, relocate Africa is an amazing opportunity for me to incubate um, something that has always been my passion and um, have a support system to um, see that become reality on the continent, right? Mm -hmm. So Needles and Nourishment is sort of the composite of um, all of my business entities that encompass my design work um, in the fashion industry, in the graphic industry, um, in merchandising, in, um, Foodie, I'm, anybody that follows my pages know that I'm passionate about growing a garden and growing your own food and, you know, food being medicine and all of these things, right? And mm -hmm. um, looking at how, how to move to the continent and develop something that is still authentically me, but be able to put it in a digital medium because there's still a lot of unknown factors. I don't know when I'm going to be able to ship all of my equipment. I don't know when I'm going to be able to um, produce things manually with my hands. There may be a time period of that. So I need to be able to carry on the things that I'm passionate about in a, di in a digital way, right? Yes, yes. And 
have a space to incubate that so that I'm ready to stand. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very grateful for Invest Relocate Africa and the program that um, Kwesi Boyd is putting into place. Um, I feel really appreciative that I was selected to kind of be one of the um, test babies, if you will, for what that program looks like um, okay. and bringing me on the team um, providing certain stabilities in some of the big buckets like well where are you going to stay mm -hmm. you know um, you got to be able to know that your housing is stable but yes. you got to make sure that your your revenue and your income is stable but one kind of needs the other and the other needs the other yes. how do you do that if you don't have a network right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so um, he is um, building a career path opportunity that allowed me to um, make this move under the umbrella of Invest Relocate Africa and know that I will have a stable footing and a community of people to help me um, get stable and get my business stable, but then also a community of people to hold me responsible to mm -hmm. say now that you're stable, it's your responsibility to turn around and help us bring the next person here and have them be stable as well. It's yes. a continuous responsibility mm -hmm. that um, means that we are all interconnected and it's a really amazing model. So I feel really lucky to, mm -hmm. um, to be one of the first people and um, and to walk through what all that looks like. So I, I don't know that I would be able to do what I'm doing now um, in terms of needles and nourishment and how I'm able to grow it and incubate it without having the network and foundation that Invest Relocate Africa has created. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Well, you know, that all came about because you're ready and up for the task. Yeah, and absolutely. You, you put the message out there to the universe. They're like, "Hey, I'm going. I'm going to Africa. I don't know how. Mm -hmm. I don't know when. I don't know where. But I'm going to Africa, right?" And absolutely. so, because you put it out there, the universe has a way of making things happen way beyond our control, right? <laughs> yeah. Very. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. ab absolutely. Absolutely. I was just kind of writing something today to that same effect that I really fundamentally believe that when our spirit is fully ready for something, mm -hmm. um, the opportunity for it presents itself. Not yes. before. Exactly, right? exactly. Um, and because it, when and because you allow that to happen that way, um, even with certain challenges, pretty much the transition tends to be relatively smooth. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. The days that it feels rocky for me actually are the days when I realize I'm trying to do too much. Take mm -hmm. your hands off any tray, pull right. back a little bit, and just trust mm -hmm. the process, right? <laughs> exactly. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. as they say, let go and let God. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. There's so much that's out of our control, and we have to understand. And it almost sounds kind of paradoxical, but at the same time, we're in control of everything, right? So yeah. we have to understand our relationship to our Creator. Right. Um, and so this is one of the, the driving forces that I see the diaspora and those on the continent coming together in an understanding mm -hmm. to carry on the old African uh, principle of Ubuntu. I am 
because you mm -hmm. are. Yes, absolutely. You see, so we, as you said earlier, we're all interconnected and we have to understand it from a conscious level, right? Yes. Yes, beautiful thing. You, you mentioned um, you'd like to have a, uh, maybe a seaside uh, resort property or something, something of that effect. Yes. What does that, what does that look like? Oh, um, in my version of the dreams, um, I have a wonderful property that um, is adjacent to the ocean. Um, I say seaside, it could be oceanfront. I don't know. Um, yes, yes. Uh, it could be oceanside. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am very much drawn to the water, and I believe that the water is very healing. Mm -hmm. um, I have always been sort of a safe space for artistic energy. Okay. I love um, that. I have a lot of really, really dope um, artist friends. Mm -hmm. And even when they're traveling and have people paying for their accommodations, they will often call and say, can you come and get me so I can just stay at your house? <laughs> and I, and I, I never could figure out why. And I asked someone why once and they said, there is something about the energy in your space. It's a peaceful place. I can rest here. Mm -hmm. I can rest here. And so um, as much as I desire to also give my gifts to the world um, creatively, have some design space, you know, have some maker space, that sort of thing, I feel the responsibility to also create a sanctuary space that is um, in some way encompassing of those things, a mm -hmm. respite for people to come and vacation and visit and mm -hmm. rest. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they write their best works there because it's so peaceful and yes. they can, right? Um, I don't know, maybe I can dress a beautiful bride and host her wedding seaside. Mm -hmm. Like these are things that are authentically part of me, okay. right? And so, the needles and nourishment brand that encompasses all of the things that I do, Phoenix Rain, the designer, Infuse, the natural products, you know, all of these things, they come together in needles and nourishment. But in terms of the space, what I really want is just a beautiful place to freely be those things and welcome other people who need to heal from that energy into that space. Okay. I don't know what it'll be called. I don't know yet like exactly what that looks like. Mm -hmm. I just know that um, the creator is pulling me to that place. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. I love it, I love it. And you know, with something of that magnitude, um, you're gonna need some help. So I can see some of the people in, in the Gambia being employees, being partners. Yeah. Uh, coming together with you to help help uh, make that dream come true because that's a big one and you can't do it all by yourself. So how do you see yourself uh, impacting the, the Gambian community? Well, um, absolutely. I, um, I already have some um, sort of informal agreements in place once I am settled and get my equipment and stuff there. Um, I have some Friends, as I said, I have some pretty dope friends who have <laughs> who are amazing people of their own right, okay. um, and it is such a blessing that they feel 
um, connected enough to me to redirect their business um, to allow it to be manufactured in the Gambia so that I can facilitate employing um, local Gambians. I also would be um, helping with that through Invest Relocate Africa. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a natural offshoot. I've also, um, I've set some preliminary goals for myself um, through um, Patreon. So okay. some of my social um, stuff is connected to a new Patreon account. I've already set some initial goals through my Patreon that once I hit a certain level of um, subscriptions, I'll hire um, one person to do um, editing work for me. Once mm -hmm. I hit this level of um, funding, I'll hire this many people to help staff and make this right. So I foresee um, pretty much following a model that's kind of already been set in place. I, I don't, I don't want to, I promise I'm not being paid. Well, not really. I'm not being paid to, um, to advertise this, but we can't be afraid to, to talk about each other and sing each other's praises. Right. Um, I find the brother crazy boy to truly be a man of integrity. Yes. Right. Yes. I, I find, I find this business model to be sound. I have found him to be a man of integrity. And so I'm watching him put into place um, opportunities to create wealth for many people mm -hmm. and showing me how to stabilize things that I've already done, right? Um, so I don't have to fight against it. I can kind of follow um, good leadership. Good leadership is not really set forth by age. That's right. Or by longevity of a thing. Mm -hmm. Good good leadership is set for um, is set forth by being wise and in your season, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. right? And so I feel very fortunate. I'm not gassing nobody. I feel very fortunate to be walking with this movement and this brother who is clearly in his season mm -hmm. um, and growing something that is going to build a bridge for a lot of people, create opportunities both on that side, on the continent, and on this side, because let's, let, let's talk about it. He brought me on board while I'm still in the States, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And is bringing people on board still in the States. That's creating some opportunities here. Yes. But I'm, I'm going forward into a place where a space has already been made for me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's impacting things already on two continents. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. Right. It's a beautiful thing. That's the real. That's the real beauty of nation building. That's what nation building mm -hmm. truly is. And I feel very mm -hmm. fortunate um, to have an integral role in that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, again, it goes back to Ubuntu. I am because you are. Right. You know, we 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 hear this phrase uh, self-made. There's no nobody self. Nobody. <laughs> need somebody. Right. Absolutely. You, you create yourself. Right. So absolutely. Uh, we have to just just plug into the massive resources that we have. Oftentimes when we talk about the the uh, diaspora and what it has to offer, in particularly Africa, we think in terms of the, the trillion dollars everybody speaks of. Right. 
But I would venture to say that it's the intellectual property, it's the creativity, it's the soul of us as human beings that's more valuable than that, mm -hmm. right? So to, to be able to like Quasi is, is, is doing, much of what he's doing has nothing to do with money. Right. It, it, yeah, as I say, listen, I want to help. I want to be a help meet. You let me reach out to my brothers and my sisters and offer an opportunity, right? So he has a certain vision that allows all that to, to, to come into play. So many times it's, it's not about money. Uh, money is just a byproduct of what we do, right? right. And so right. Uh, we lose sight of that sometimes in terms of just how valuable we are intellectually, socially, yes. spiritually, and all, all those types of things, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a great movie. Would you like to tell us how you and Quasi actually connected? Oh, wow. Yeah, me being a pest. <laughs> okay. I can't honestly say I gave him much chance. Uh. <laughs> right? But I mean, okay, so in truth, yeah, um, I sort of had what I thought was a plan figured out just me by myself. I'm an individual chick. I decide I've never been afraid to go places. I've moved someplace before by myself, sight unseen, mm -hmm. you know, and, and just moved. So I've never been afraid of that. And so I figured it out. I thought I had figured it out. Yeah. Um, thought I had um, uh, a funding source, which was, you know, a job that kind of dropped in my lap out of nowhere. Um, and so I thought, okay, sure. I wasn't expecting this. So I'll take these funds and just stack these funds. And then when I've got what I need, or I think is my projected number, boom, bam, boom, mm -hmm. I'm going, I'm following enough people. I'll connect with somebody and I'm going, like I said, I'm very free spirit, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. it makes the people on me very uncomfortable, but that's who I am. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> but then coronavirus. <laughs> yes. Right? Right. Happened to us all. Mm -hmm. The job went away. My funding source went away. And I felt very stuck. I okay. felt stuck. Um, and quite frankly, I was fighting like, okay, what am I going to do now? How am I going to make this happen? <clears throat> but I am very much um, a vocal person on social media, have been for a long time, I've written for magazines and that sort of thing. I, I share quite a lot on social media. Um, and so Spirit told me to start talking to people. Somebody, I realized, <laughs> okay, okay, let me think about all these things. I've been staring down all these YouTube videos and listening to all these messages that I wholeheartedly agree with. Let me see if I, I really, understand the basic principle of this all mm -hmm. that i have something far more valuable to offer than simply dollars yes right yes and so um spirit told me to start talking <clears throat> and so pretty much i sat down and composed a heartfelt letter about here's who i am here's how dope i am quite frankly mm -hmm because I'm a master at what I do. Okay. I told you how I was raised. Right. Do it, do it right, and do it right the first time. 
Right. So it's almost impossible for you to be harder on me than I am on myself. Okay. I despise making mistakes. I forgive myself, but I despise making mistakes. And I never want anybody else to catch my mistakes. I'm always trying to catch them myself, which makes me a great assistant to the right person. And I have been a top level assistant to some very powerful men in this country. That's a fact in my career. So I sent out this heartfelt letter to a lot of people and quite frankly, nobody responded. <clears throat> but I sent that same heartfelt letter to Brother Kwesi and it pretty much the short of it said, hey, I thought I had a plan. Coronavirus has kicked me in the butt and also wiped out my funding source and my savings. However, I get it. And I'm something like dope. Okay. And these are my skills. I'm happy okay. to send you a copy of my resume should you require it. Okay. But this is the type of work I do. <clears throat> this is what I'm confident at. This is what I can leverage, what I'm willing to leverage. I'm used to supporting very powerful people and handling very sensitive confidential information. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to get up and work every single day with you if you will help me get to Africa. Wow. And he said, sister, let's talk because I have a plan. Little did I know that somewhere in internet world, he had already told the world that he was going to help five people relocate to the continent. I didn't okay. know that. Okay. I actually didn't know that. Wow. But because of that, because we have both sort of entered into that space in that mm -hmm. same moment, mm -hmm. there we met via the yes. internet. I still yes. haven't met that brother in person yet. I get up every day. <laughs> I work with him. We, he got on video chat with me. He got on video chat a couple times. He introduced me to the team. He um, um, showed me the space and all of those things. He invited me to watch um, additional videos and learn about what was going on, which I did. Um, and, um, I stepped out there on faith and said, what do you need? This is what I do. Mm -hmm. What can I do for you? Beautiful. And so he started giving me stuff to do. Can you do this? Can you do this? And I, I took care of it. I got it done. I got it done. And then he said, I have this problem. I need to find a resolve for it. And I was like, I could do that. And I got it done. Right. And so then you know, he made me sort of one level of uh, an official offer and we continue to work, right? Mm -hmm. And then I continued to do more integral things for him. He began to trust me more and saw fully the skill set that I had to offer him. And he offered me a, um, a position. This is what I have now. This is what I would like for you to formally be. I see what you can do. This is how I would like to leverage your skill set. If you are truly willing to commit to this walk with me, here's how we can work together. Beautiful. Beautiful. And so I said, yes, let's do that. Mm -hmm. And every day he has tasked me with something and every day I get up and work. And when he hasn't tasked me with things, I anticipate because that's what I do as an assistant. I anticipate what things he needs. I see where the problems are or what things happen to do. And I do the best because they're right now there's way more requests than there mm -hmm. are people to handle it but okay. he is building a team mm -hmm. and sometimes as a leader you have to have people who see the vision or see enough of the vision to be willing to walk with you in the midst of actually building it mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. because 
you got to get the framework built before you can open all of the gates to the masses of the people, right? Mm -hmm. There has to be some structure, some foundation, some systems in place, and you need a core team of people to help you not only do those things, but to even walk through some of the oopses and, you know, um, oh, we could have done that better. Oh, we see a problem right there. Let's fix that. Um, You know, and kind of put out the fires Mm -hmm. with you without jumping to the Oh, that happened. Dang shit. No, that's not true. Right. 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 Uh-huh. When when you're building, when you're building systems, you'll find where the holes are, you'll find where the flaws are. Um, people will come to you with different sets of circumstances. Because let's be serious, we are talking about the diaspora. The mm-hmm. diaspora doesn't just consist of the United States. Right. It's the UK. It's the it's 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 the islands. Mm-hmm. You know, I did a I did the a Emirates. Piece, uh, I did a piece uh, just a couple of weeks ago, actually, uh, uh, about that very topic, the diaspora. What is it exactly, and and where are they? Uh, you know, so it's eighty five yeah. million of us in Brazil. Right. They're everywhere. Right. They're yes. everywhere. Yes. And and so right. And so here's here's the here's the challenge that um, somebody like Kwesi um, faces <clears throat> that a lot of people don't see is that when you have people from that vast sort of place and space and you're mm-hmm. trying to sort of build a portal or build a bridge for them to come through, um, or to, to, to make their journey in whatever time frame they choose to make their journey, mm-hmm. the challenge becomes connecting all of these different systems, even from the back office standpoint, because yes. Yes. transactions are handled different in Canada than they're handled in, in Jamaica, are handled mm-hmm. different in Australia, are handled different in the U.S., are handled different in the Gambia, right? Yes. Yes. Um, some people, PayPal is the strongest thing. Some people, Cash App actually works better in some places of the world, right? right. right. Um, some people are able to use Zelle. Some people only can use, it's a whole, bu- it's a whole bunch of, it's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And everybody's looking for an answer, but there isn't just one answer. Right. It's a lot of answers. Right. So, you know, we have to do things like invite people to join the groups, right? Um, be a part of the discussion, but also if you have a, if you have a strong skill set and you are really, really, um, of mindset to, to work, um, as part of the community mm-hmm. to benefit everybody, then bring your skill set to the table, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? bring your skill set to the table that, that's because great- wealth yeah, wealth is an actual different thing than riches, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Riches is about money and the dollar. Mm-hmm. Wealth is actually about way more than that. Yes, yes. And, yes. and if we of the mindset of building wealth, then we're less concerned or afraid about the money, understanding that we become part of a community that's got us. Yes, 
Yes. Well, the key phrase that you said there was mindset. Wealth is a mindset. Yeah. You see, and it's a mindset that we as Africans, wherever we may be, have to develop more of. We have to develop that to a, a greater degree, to a larger degree. So I want to reiterate again on something uh, that you said for the benefit of the listening audience. Anybody out there who has some skills, some technical skills, some administrative skills, some social skills, some sales skills. If you have some skills that you know you're dynamite at and you're dope at, hey, you got to offer them to this community. This community needs you in order to be able to grow. Another point that we need to, we can't let pass by is the fact that this sister and brother Quazy connected on the internet. Now they are working together for the benefit of the community. And at the, the base of that relationship is trust. They trusted each other. As a brother and a sister, they trusted each other for the benefit of the community. And that's another thing that we have to hone in on and improve on as Africans in the diaspora, wherever you may be, we have to learn how to trust each other much more so than we have been in the past because this is the way that things get built. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, it's the way things, things get built. And we also have to abandon the thought that because one, one uh, black person does something that um, hurts us or is not right or whatever, that I do not, I'm not doing business with them no more or see, this is why we need to stop that. I hate that. I absolutely yes. hate it because yes. you know what, um, when we are able to move ourselves outside of the racism conversation, right? We we gonna we've already we know what racism is. We're gonna set that over there on that shelf for just a minute and we're gonna yes. talk about us. Right? Yes. And we just mm -hmm. gonna talk about us, right? Mm -hmm. We have trusted those people. We have trusted those people. And mm -hmm. when they've done us wrong, we go to Samoa, those people. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't never say that's why I'm never doing business with those people again. That's right. Except mm -hmm. but I did. <laughs> Except okay. but I did. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Because I've spent an entire lifetime giving my skill set to those people who showed me exactly what they think about me. Mm -hmm. And yes, sometimes I have actually gotten hurt by some people who seemingly look like me. Mm -hmm. But I made a commitment to myself some, some, some time ago, very early in my life that I am, don't let the light skin fool you, I am unapologetically black, <laughs> So, okay, yeah, so there's a black business that didn't do me right, guess what? There's another one, mm -hmm. and there's another one, mm -hmm. and there's another one, That's right. and there's another one, because mm -hmm. I'm gonna pick black every day of the week, every right. day, right? right? And so mm -hmm. I tell that brother, seriously, as many times as I can remember to do so, I, I congratulate you and I need you to know that I see you as a man of integrity. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I do as well. We, we, I haven't met him personally, but we've spoken on, 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 on many occasions and you know how you just, um, you know, God has put a, a certain nature in us where we can feel, yeah. we can feel good people. 
right? Just yeah. like you feel people that ain't good, right? <laughs> and so, so come on, <laughs> right? He has a he has a he has a beautiful spirit about him, and and that's the thing about the, the human nature. And this is my area of expertise in terms of uh, we we you gravitate to those who are like you, yeah, and. Along the way, you may find some people that are unlike you. There are some similarities there. They wouldn't even cross your path. Right. So right. I, I heard a, um, a, a message. Uh, I've listened to uh, uh, some personal development material. And a gentleman said his son was, um, was scared. He was in the dark and he was scared. He thought he had seen a monster, right? And so his father, who was very, very wise, told him, say, look, you will never see anything worse than yourself, <laughs> which means you will never see anything better than yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's all about the self. What does do we bring to the table as the, hum, uh, the human being? What do we bring? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and so there's a likeness. The reason why we're doing this particular show is because you and I have a likeness. Right. And there are people listening to this show that are going to love it. And there are people listening to this show that, uh, well, you know, and so. Right. And, and, and there's, and there's no wrong answer in that. There's, there's right. no wrong answer in that. And that's, yeah, that's sort of, um, that's sort of my, um, needles and nourishment, um, sort of uh, home base place is mm -hmm. um, that level of authenticity. I talk to people through the mediums that I know, which mm -hmm. tend to fall in pretty much three buckets, sewing, food, uh, <clears throat> um, and growing a garden, okay. right? Mm -hmm. And so many of, many of the thoughts that I have, the messages that I have, the responses to um, current events and things like that, um, often will come through those mediums, right? Okay. And mm -hmm. so needles and nourishment, but at core, it is really all about being authentic, being authentically you, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so the more we give ourselves permission to be fully ourselves, yes. we by default also give other people permission to be yes. fully them yes. understanding that it ain't never 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 about the other person it's never. always about self and if i just do me i don't really care about what somebody else is doing over there whether mm -hmm. i like it love it don't like it whatever it mm -hmm. ain't actually about me that's right it ain't mm -hmm. i can just do me and be good that's it. Right. That's it. And, 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 and I don't have to take it personal. I don't have to have a personal stance on it. I don't have to any of that mm -hmm. because I give myself the freedom mm -hmm. to be myself. Mm -hmm. I also give other people the freedom to be themselves. Exactly. Well, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a mature conversation right there. Uh, many people just or not conscious of those words that 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 you just spoke. Uh, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> you shared share a lot here. You know what, what I'm seeing. And I don't know. I, I want you to either confirm or deny this, uh, or just share your personal uh, experience with this. But as I am looking across the landscape, 
in terms of this movement of uh, people in the diaspora taking a strong look at going back home. What I tend to see across all the groups is that there are more women in the conversation than men. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, you know, as a man, as a mature man, as an honest man that, that's been around, you know, I can say that we are lagging behind in a lot of areas. And this is one that we're lagging behind also, right? Mm -hmm. It seems like the women are leading this conversation as it relates to going back home and doing some stuff Ooh. in Africa. What do you think about that? I'm a little bit mad at you show. right now because <laughs> let me let me take, let me sip some of my water. <laughs> Ooh, I'm trying not to make nobody mad. Um, however, I don't know. I'm just gonna say um, that I I've got a little bit of um mixed feelings. I, I agree and disagree. Yes, yes, it is absolutely true. You can, I mean, just by observation, you can see that there um, seem to be uh, many more women in the conversation than men. However, I don't know that it's fair to just leave that right there mm -hmm. because there are also are um, a lot of differences in terms of our collective experience as Black women and Black men in our respective societies, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and so as a woman of a certain age who finds herself single and my children are adult, my child is an adult, I have the freedom to pick up and go if I want to. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but for the dad of the same age, that might not be the case. He might be bearing the weight financially of the family, even if he's a single man. He might not be living in the household, but he might still be supporting that family. He mm -hmm. might, you know, um, have any number of things like I know that it might make some people uncomfortable, but the truth is that um, our experiences, though I'm not going to make any argument about who has more challenges versus the other. We have different challenges. And depending on where we are in our economic status in life, um, some women have a much different story than I have, right? On, I, on either end, with me being in the middle. The same would be true for um, the brothers in the diaspora, but I would say that I truly believe that um, economically the weight is different. If we are taking a brother of a certain status and a sister of a certain status, right, that mm -hmm. is anything less than financially able to do whatever they want to do, right? Mm -hmm. Anything less than that, we're talking about, about working class people, I feel like the economic burden is still, quite honestly, is heavier on the brothers than it is on the sisters. And so we can be, we can make a decision a little bit easier than they can.
whether that's no, no, I don't know what you call it. I'm just, I just, I just think it is my observation. Well, you know what? I love, I love, I love that observation because that was a very, very balanced view. As a man, I would say it's a very uh, accurate view. And I would also say that I've heard very few women have that kind of view. Mm. You also pointed out that um, it's not a matter of whether women or men have more challenges, but the challenge is different. They are different. Yeah, they're just different. And we, we have to recognize that and we have to understand that, that our challenges are different. Even the way that the slave masters treated us during those yeah. times and during right. these times is right. different. It's right? different. And, so and, I, we, yeah, we are, and I would like for us to stop the, I would like for us to stop the, but y'all, but y'all, but, but y'all, but y'all bickering right. back right. and forth, right? right? Mm-hmm. Nothing's gonna and get just it. hear each other's truths. Yes. So that we can strategically plan through it. If, yes. if as men, if as black men, your sisters are telling you that for the large part, as um single mothers or divorced mothers or single women, we have this sort of mainline challenge. This is a real challenge for us. Hear it. Make good note of it. Know that it's real. Detach mm -hmm. it from blame and guilt and all of that stuff. Just mm -hmm. know that it exists and it is a problem that needs to be solved. Sisters, do the same thing. Hear mm -hmm. the realities that the brothers talk about. Get out your feelings about it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Whether he deserved it or didn't deserve it, it don't matter. Truth is just truth, right? Yes. Let yes. us hear it so that we can identify what it is detach from the emotion of it and mm -hmm. deal with it as a problem that needs to be solved. Because when we can just check the boxes off for each other, oh, that's what you're really saying? And I can fix that? How much happier are we even with each other? Come on, come on. We just allowed each other to be free because we fixed the problem that needed to be fixed, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And now I got a warm glow about my brothers because they weren't really trying to do me no dirty. They just really didn't understand what my need was. So let me like really, and if I can get them to hear what my need is without attaching it to some false sense of guilt about who they think I think they are as black men because I have this problem and just help me fix the problem. Wait, wait, wait say that again. Who they think that you think they are. <laughs> that's deep right there because a lot of times we right, because construe what the other what we're thinking that the other person is thinking yes you see i often hear men say things that they think that black women think about them mm -hmm. that don't none of the black women that i know actually think that shit right right not mm -hmm. none of them and mm -hmm. i know a whole lot of black women across multiple generations yes Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And I and I wish I wish I could just record some of the conversations and release them into a room full of brothers so they could stop thinking that shit because that ain't true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't automatically think all black men are bad because some black men wasn't the right one for me. I actually don't. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And because life threw certain things at me and I had to be a 
certain type of chick and get things done and, mm -hmm. and put up certain exteriors, I still am capable of possessing more emotions than anger. Please stop with the narrative of the mad black woman because I promise we ain't all mad. That's yes, right. we talk louder than the most because that's how we do. Yep, sometimes you wish you would shut the hell up. Yep. But you also gonna know that even on the day she mad at you, she got your back. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we you know we, that's that that meme, black men, that's a hill I'll die on. Yeah, right. that shit is real for me in my real life. Like for yeah. real. Yes. I ain't got to I ain't got to know you like that. I ain't got to be in no relationship. Mm-hmm with you none of that i just got to know you a solid brother and you need some assistance and if i have that assistance to offer to you that's what i'm going to give because i expect the same thing i expect the males in my community the black men to stand up for me when i need to be stood up for i expect them to because that's what my daddy did and that's what my brother does mm -hmm. i'm a grown-ass woman and whenever i am in the same city with my brother and get in the car he opens the door for me not sometimes every time because that's how my mama raised him right that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about beautiful, beautiful. i expect i expect black mm -hmm. men to treat me well mm -hmm. i expect them to well you know you you, you just so touched they on something. Do. you just touched on something that's that's very very powerful there um in terms of what your brother does for you you see and not to make any, any excuses but it is what it is. Many of us haven't been taught right. the right way because right. we come from these dysfunctional families and we just don't get what we need to get. You see, so that, that's, a, right. that's a whole, that's right. a whole nother episode as well, but, that, but, that, but, that's, but that's, real, that's real talk. We just right. don't get what we're supposed right. to get. One women. Well, it isn't, it isn't. It isn't, it isn't a whole different episode because it is also infused into the sensibilities of how we share our gifts, right? Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. lessons, if we understand the fundamental African mindset that everything is connected, right? Mm -hmm. yes. Then everything that we do has the power to change a life. Mm -hmm. So for example, when I'm teaching my sewing classes, all of my students are called ladies and gentlemen, no mm -hmm. matter what their age is. If they're five or they're 75, I call them ladies and gentlemen. I say yes, ma'am and no, ma'am to everybody. I say yes, ma'am to my little three-year-old granddaughter. Okay. Because I want her to know that it is appropriate for people to honor and respect her and that everyone should consider their words when they speak to her. Mm -hmm. everybody so i do that i call people mr and mrs when they tell me not to i do mm -hmm. even if i'm yeah. calling them by their first name right right, right. well okay how mr. many times have we talked on the phone and i said hey mr jamal what's up right. sir right 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 <laughs> because it changes a person's posture it yes. makes a difference in how you Listen to what I'm saying to you when I'm calling you, sir. Then when I'm calling you, hey, dude, look, 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 right. my, 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 my nigga. Right. You hear me differently. When I say, sir, I need to speak to you for a moment, sir. You hear me differently. Not, not only do I hear you differently, I feel you differently. 
and Absolutely. that's the key. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jamal Ali of the African Diaspora Going Home Show. We are talking with Miss Phoenix Rain, the Executive <laughs> Secretary of Communication with Invest Relocate Africa. We're having a wonderful time. I had this list of questions that I was going to go through, but you know, when you have someone in front of you, you can just talk <laughs> and it just flows. We got all off script. Not that there was a all script. script. We just we just letting it flow. And I, I love, love it, it, I love yeah. it, I love it. And so the conversation has, has been wonderful. Um, let me ask you one more thing as it relates to the Gambia. Um, mm -hmm. Now, being a single female with a daughter, and I believe a granddaughter, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How is that the idea that you're moving? And I'm sure this is something uh, some other ladies, as well as gentlemen out there, may be, may be struggling with. Uh, how is that being viewed that mom is moving to Africa? How 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 is the family taking that? Well, first of all, once everybody um, realized that I wasn't actually crazy, or well, I am crazy, but you know, they've, they've, be, they've begun to expect these sort of random things to me, from me. So, uh -huh. Uh -huh. right. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much the gypsy of the family. So it's, this is not so far-fetched for me. This is actually the second time that I have moved some where sight unseen um, okay. when I left the East Coast I just knew spirit was telling me that I was supposed to go west that I was going to open up some new things some new avenues experience some new things learn some new things um, have some new things instilled in me and but I needed to go to California mm -hmm. I didn't really know anybody in California when I went there but I had been working via the internet back in the myspace days um, with another with a brother who is an artist out there and um got him to come to dc to do a show that i was producing here um and met and hosted he and his wife um when they were here and then began to build a relationship we became friends and so we stayed in communication and all of that and so um when the time the opportunity came which is a crazy story i won't even tell it now but when the opportunity came for me to go to California, I needed to have someone on the other side to receive me. And so I called my big brother, Will Whitlock, um, and told him, hey, I got this crazy chance and I can come west and this is what I want to do, but I need a place to land till I can get my feet solidly planted and all of that stuff. He said, well, hold on. Let me talk to Miss Kim who is his wife, the lady mm -hmm. of the house. He said, mm -hmm. let me talk to Miss Kim and see what she says. I'll get back to you. Right. And so he did. He talked to his wife. They both called me back and said, sister, we believe in what you're trying to do. Come on. We got you. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. And so I packed up everything, put all literally all of my possessions on a truck, headed that way and got on a plane. Mm -hmm. Never mm -hmm. having ever stepped foot in the state of California until the day the plane landed and I got off and said, <laughs> I live here now, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> and so um, I stayed with the Whitlocks. They hosted me for some time and nurtured me and took good care of me um, until I was able to um, move into my own place and 
Um, and Will and I, Will Kim and I actually did some business together, hosted another show, got really involved in some other things in community. And we still stay in touch. Like that's my family. And I became um, a welcome part of a community there. Um, my best friend, um, who I call one of my sisters, um, who also continues to be a business partner and collaborator in all sorts of creative projects. Um, Sinead Goss, that's my bestie. Um, like Cleo Cartel, oh my God, Kyrie Moore. Like these are some people that like are amazing in Sacramento and I was very blessed. Um, you know, it matters how you enter a place. So I was very blessed that um, I entered the place and asked for their graces and they received me and took me under their wing and welcomed me into that space and nurtured me well. So I became a very responsible contributor in the community and that's still um, one of my homes. Okay. So going to Sacramento is like going back home for me, right? Um, and it still very much connects me because I also have had to reach out to some of my people in Sacramento to say, hey, I'm going to Africa, I need your blessing, because this is my family, right? Yes. I need your blessing, I need you to know where I am, I need to stay connected. I don't know exactly who I'm going to reconnect with when I get there, but I know part of my going isn't just for me that's going, it's right. also for some of the people that's staying, right? And, and so, um, I, I'm, as I said, I started, we started this interview by me saying that I had to realize that the road runs both ways, mm -hmm. right? And That's no right. move is permanent, mm -hmm. right? That's right. So why should I be afraid? It is possible. I could get there and I could absolutely hate it. Right. 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 I don't I don't I honestly don't feel like that's the case because you know when spirit is taking you someplace, mm -hmm. it's you it's it's not taking you to someplace that's gonna be a shock to your spirit, right? That's right, that's right. Right. But for those people who are too caught up into their intellectual space, let me just give you the scenario. Okay, maybe I get there and I don't like it and I don't get along with nobody. Guess what? I could get a plane ticket and I could fly back. Or I could go someplace else. <laughs> and it don't make nobody bad, right? Mm -hmm. It don't mean right. That's I right. believe that when you when you carry an understanding into a space that everything that I really need in existence is available to me. Period. Mm -hmm. Everything that I need is available to me, right? I know that even walking into this um, situation with Invest Relocate Africa and Kwesi, I can't hold that brother responsible for every single thing that I need. That's right. Who could bear that burden, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But he can check certain things off of my box. That's right. And, and I understand, because it's about my mindset, that everything that I need is already available to me or spirit would not be allowing me to make this move in this way everything that i thought was a challenge has been removed right mm -hmm. without me working no special magic i didn't have a wand right right, right? Mm -hmm. i trusted spirit i've leaned into those callings I didn't run away from them. I accepted the responsibility of it. 
and the windows have opened up for me and they continue to. So I go forward fully expecting that everything that I will be in need of is already available so so let's 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 just reiterate that i move forward fully expecting that everything i need is already provided for me this is the way that we have to move in the universe because this is this is how our god has laid things out for us we have to understand everything we need is already right. provided for if we true if we truly believe well guess what you, if we right. truly believe wait if we truly believe that we are african if we truly believe that we are mm -hmm. african mm -hmm. that this mm -hmm. is the land of our birth right yes. yes how can we believe that we are from a place that has unlimited resources mm -hmm. that has been sustaining the entire planet from its resources mm -hmm. since since the beginning of the planet right right and ain't never run out yet exactly how can we fully believe that we are born of that legacy and not believe that everything is available to us mm-hmm Mm -hmm. I expect to be blessed. I expect people to treat me well. I expect people to sow into me. I expect people to do things for me. I expect people to bless me, but I also am equally responsible to people in that way. I do things for people because I should, not because they ask me, because I've got it and they need it. It can be that simple, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so I, I operate with a certain responsibility and therefore, I can expect a certain blessing, a certain abundance to be available to me. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. How many times, your father, right? Are you a father? Aren't you a father? Yes. How many times have you told your, any one of your children, no, that you wouldn't do something for them? when they have met all of your expectations and you had the means to do it for them? When did you tell them no? <laughs> Not when those conditions are present. Right? You know, It's really a simple formula. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if I am responsible yes. to my birthright, then I must expect that my birthright will be available to me. And that is a birthright of abundance. I can't run out. Mm -hmm. I can't run out of what I need because everything I need is available to me. I was just uh, asking a sister the other day, uh, when was the last time you thought about breathing? It just happens. When was the last time you thought about or even felt the blood running through your veins? It just happens. Running through your veins. You see? And so yeah. we all have what we need but this is a part of the consciousness that we that's been taken away from us we have to regain this kind of consciousness because it's all about consciousness you cannot uh acquire that which you're not conscious of so the things that we're looking for and, and we're wanting we have to be live consciously in that 
in that presence. There's, there's a certain presence that we have to yes. have relating to that particular thing. We have to be conscious of it. And so yeah. a part of what, have, what was done to us as a people is that our consciousness was diverted to another level of consciousness. Right. Consciousness of lack and limitation and, and all this yeah. consciousness that we live as a reality uh, these days. I was also reading right. the other day in reference to a, a self-help book. It was this is this is so powerful. It says the thing that you want is God wanting it through you. I was like, whoa, the thing that you want is God wanting it through you. Whoever your yes. God, you see, because yeah. it's everything is God in, in my spirit right. understanding, right? Right. So, so we got to get back to that to that to that level of consciousness, and that's that's why I think uh, relocating to Africa will uh, afford us uh, to do this. It'll it'll put us in the, the right mindset. We'll be in the yeah. in, in the right space. We'll we'll be more connected to the the energies. The uh, our ancestors were always uh, like they've always been. They're 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 pushing us, pulling us, and 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 rooting for us. Right. And I think the closer we get to to that land, once we're on that land, then I think everything will become more clearer as to the reality of things. Because we right. live in a world here in the United States where we're very disconnected from everything by design. So yes. you, you, don't, you don't know where you are. You don't know who you are because you disconnect. This is, a, this is what white supremacy is all about, to disconnect us. Yes, and you're being, yeah, and you're being fed a scripted story um, yes. that is not at all based in truth or based to in, based on any fact, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it is. Let's just call it what it is. Lies. It's lies. Lies and deceit. Lies. It's lies and deceit. It's all lies and deceit, right? That's right. Um, there's no nice way around that. It's lies and deceit, right? Mm -hmm. That's but right. we can choose to simply be mad about it or we can confront it acknowledge it um dismantle it redo it hold accountable to it all of those things and i'm here to say that um all of those things are necessary so yes. also give people permission in that too stop mm -hmm. telling people how to run their revolution that's Stop right. telling people that, right? Mm -hmm. Because history has shown us that Malcolm, Martin, Marcus, mm -hmm. all of them were necessary. All of them. All of them. They right? did it their way. That's right. Turner, necessary. Every, all of these, it's right. It's all necessary, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the first things we have to do in, in sort of fixing ourselves, I, I fully believe that one of the, the biggest things, um, the, the most damaging things that thing has, that has been done to us collectively as a people is to be made to believe that we must agree on every single verse and stanza or we cannot be... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. unified and exactly. we cannot work together because we don't agree on everything mm -hmm. i don't like how they talk or i don't like the way he think or i think we ought to this or we ought to that and and i'm here to tell you and to be an example to say that that's not true we got to stop that we got to stop that 
because mm -hmm. history has shown us through the, the, the great leaders that we have had that have walked before us, that though their ways and their ideals were different, they were all necessary, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not about to tell the people that's mad to stop being mad. I don't need to be mad. Mm -hmm. But I haven't walked their journey. And there are some things on some days that I'm actually mad about, too. So I don't want them telling me, don't be mad about that. Right? Very true. Because we are all living. If if we all, there's a, there's a movie that I, um, I watched one time. I can't remember the name of it, but it's about a, I want to say it was like a presidential assassination or something like that. But it was from the viewpoint of like seven different people that were at the scene. Right? Mm-hmm all saw the same event but all very different tellings yes. of the story yes. Yes. right yes if we see the same things if we live the same things if we're even in the exact same moment in space at the same time mm -hmm. we're not going to hear it feel it intake it mm -hmm. um digest it or even regurgitate it in the same way and we have to stop policing each other um and allowing people the freedom to express how they express right some exactly. days i cuss like a sailor and some days i will talk to you about god and the divine and the creator and both mm -hmm. days i'm giving you real good right information mm -hmm. but it's a whole different energy right right, right. and so I just feel like um, we, meaning the diaspora, were spread all over the world, all over the globe, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, we were all groomed, yes, in the continuous thread of racism, oppression, superiority, and those those things, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but those societies looked and operated very differently. Mm -hmm. All have a different set of even even being whether you want to call it victims of colonialism, right? Um, off, offspring of, of the experiment of slavery or whatever, however you want to say it, we mm -hmm. all experienced it. And it has been ingrained in us through different sets of eyes, through different sets of experiences, right? And you can't, who, who are we to tell one another that, that the way we experience those things was necessarily wrong, but we do have the responsibility to each other to both communicate and to listen to the differences, right? Um, we experience it different and that kind of bring it back to invest, relocate Africa. That's one of the things I really, um, on the onset, um, was drawn to Kwesi about. He, um, said something and it kind of struck me wrong and you know i didn't like jump on his case I, I went to him and i went to him and i said brother consider this and he did and he said oh i didn't mean blah 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 please accept my apology 
let's stay focused on the business. And I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I accept your apology. I hear you. Let's stay focused on the business. Let's let's get let's stay on the mission. That's and right. we walk together unified, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are there are so many people that are coming on board this um this movement. Um, there are different organizations, different um groups of people, different individuals, because we're all individuals. We will all bring different experiences, different skill sets. We'll bring um, little nuggets from our individual hoods and all of those things, right? Mm-hmm. And we have to give each other permission to work through those things in transition. That's a beautiful thing. We, we, we have without to judgment. give Everybody each other me. permission without judgment. And it is, and in all thy getting, Get understanding. understanding. And so it's so much that we don't understand that gets in the way of what we do understand yeah. and what we need to do. So, you know, this is this has been beautiful. Uh, we could go on all day with this. Uh, and right. <laughs> we've gone way over, but it's it's um, when you're having this kind of kind of vibe and kind of flow, you know, time is is just time, right? But for Good our energy, yeah. your audience out there, uh, Thank you for, for tuning in. Again, this has been my my dear, dear sister, Miss <laughs> Phoenix Rain of the uh, Invest Relocate Africa. Also the creator and owner of Needles and Nourishment. I want you to look for her uh, in the group Invest Relocate Africa. Look for this particular um, uh, episode. It's gonna be titled with her permission Phoenix Rain, Needles and Nourishment. So look for that in the oh, wow. posted in, in, in the group okay. in the next hour or so. And uh, we're going to wrap it up. This has been Jamal Ali. Thank you uh, very much. African Diaspora, a- African Diaspora Going Home Show. It's been a pleasure with our, our, our special guest here, Miss Phoenix Rain. And uh, with that, folks, we're signing off to the next time, Hotel. Thank you. Thank you. Don't go anywhere just yet. Okay.